previously on Fantastic Worlds Podcast. A blanket of snow covers the forest, swallowing whole all sound as two figures make their way through the trees. Jeremiah, open the door and this will all go away. It's gonna take you to Slam Town. Well, I mean, I guess it would have killed Conejo and probably it- Abraxas. Okay. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting down there. That's gross. Man, we're NPC haters. First, it was the actual Lady Archidea that we rescued. It was, oh, you've been you've been <laughs> held against your your will for the last couple of weeks. You dumb. This one is not as bad as the claws, luckily. So you only take thirty six points of damage. So he pulls and he pulls you and he kind of shakes you like a dog shaking a toy. So you, you all hear this tearing of the skin. Oh. Hello, world travelers. Dustin, the Game Master here, wishing you a glorious beginning of July. With a new month comes a bunch of exciting adventures for us, and we're here to take you along with us. First off, we have a new partnership, Critical Hit Cookies. Cookies for gamers and everyone, homemade and delivered to your door. Critical Hit Cookies is dedicated to making high-quality cookies for all sorts of tastes and likes, including sugar-free options. With over 40 types of cookies available, flavors have all been inspired by the love of roleplay games, either by providing the necessary energy to sustain you through marathon sessions, or as creative tribute to your favorite characters and gaming materials. Check out Critical Hit Cookies on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook pages for all sorts of great photos of Critical Hit Cookies in gaming action, or just visit them directly at criticalhitcookies.com. With our new partnership, we are offering one lucky podcast listener each month the chance to win a free dozen cookies from Critical Hit Cookies to try for yourself. This month's contest is a fan art contest. Show off your fan art, either tag us in social media or email it to us at info at fantasticworldspod.com. Maybe it's a picture of a scene with Team Torta snacking on some delicious treats, maybe cookies, or maybe it's Pageant, Mariposa, Dr. Niss, or Byron in The Greatest Show on Earth doing death-defying acts. The winner will be announced in the last episode of July. That lucky person will be able to select either the current cookie of the month or pick one of your favorites and send to them and have their artwork spotlighted by us on our website and social media. The cookie makes a great treat. They make great GM bribes and can serve as the tastiest hero points around. Carrie sent me a box that I happened to receive today, and I tried pistachio cookies first, and I have quickly found a new favorite cookie. I never knew pistachio cookies could be so delicious. They were soft, full of flavor. Yeah, having dreams about the next ones, I might actually have to order another box soon. Add some real flavor to your game and make critical hit cookies your go-to gaming treat. The next item is we have a date for our team Twitch, which we'll be playing on July 17th. And it has been a blast to play these each month. And we've had so many people come and visit, but we want more. We want to see all your, what we imagine is smiling faces on the other side of that computer screen. We have been playing Jackbox games. We have had plenty of people who have hung out with us, join in and play the game as well. Our next game will be on July 17th. And we want to see you there. So make sure you mark on your calendars July 17th at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard time and uh yeah we'll hope to see you there well with that it's time that i introduce you to episode 78 inching ever closer to the breaking the triple digits in episode numbers but for now here is death is but a handshake if you were the god of a mild inconvenience what would you be the god of wet socks (laughs) (laughs) i love it that's not mild (laughs) That is pretty. Well, I mean, I'm just giving people wet socks all the time. It just made me laugh (laughs) to say that. (laughs) I would be the god of itches you can't scratch. See, I don't think that's mild either. (laughs) Now we have to talk about our definition of what's a mild inconvenience. Okay, Okay, so so my other one was the god of not having enough change. Of always being like one quarter short yeah. of whatever it is mm-hmm. you're trying to buy. Always. Always. Perfect. <laughs> I would be the god of the person that always has all the coupons in front of you at the register. Oh Again, that's not mild. <laughs> that is major. 
I, I must start screaming. Yeah, um, <laughs> that is. I could do lines really well. I could cue like a champ. Like, oh, I'm oh in a long God, line. No, cool. I hear like Kill Bill sirens when someone's in front of me, mm-hmm. just like. My biggest pet peeve is when people use the self checkout and they're slow, or they if you don't have items. I can always tell it's it, when they they actually it's someone who should actually be using it and when it's someone who shouldn't. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're going slow and it's something like this this is actually a service for you, fine, whatever, go slow. But if you're someone who's just like chatting away and you have a cart full of groceries and your baby is there and you're like ah, nah, nah, meh, meh, meh. or they don't Stand, know how to work it. Boop. Just yeah, go away. They like, Ugh, go away. They need assistance go, like every three away. seconds. <laughs> you young people just need to use delivery options so you don't have to interact with those folks. That's too much. I mean, right now, sure. Yeah. I need I I, I need control over my groceries. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest problem I have is I like my I'm very picky about fruit. And so I every time I've had fruit delivered, it's always been fruit I haven't been happy with. So um, oh, get last thing, Maka. Oh, I'm an ass. Oh, I know. Oh, I just had it. Oh, that was it. The mild inconvenience. It's a uh, thoughts theft. Right oh. the the second before you're gonna t- talk. Boop. Wait, what was I gonna say? Oh, and then it comes to you again. It has to be oh, brief, otherwise God. it wouldn't be minor. But just that brief little disconnect from your brain to your mouth. I already have that. (laughs) Oh, man. That's a nightmare, yeah. That dovetails really well with what mine was, which was the god of making you forget what you were walking into the kitchen for. Oh, I hate that. (laughs) So you have to go all the way back to where you were originally before you can remember. (laughs) It's a whole pantheon of thought theft. (laughs) Okay. So I have a pivot for this. What would be your TTRPG god of minor inconvenience? I would say I am the god of rolling a critical hit and then critically not hitting to confirm. Critting on initiative. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Just generally like critting on skill checks (laughs) that you don't really care that much about. Yeah. We did a lot of that last episode. We sure did. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to do the thought theft thing again. And I'm going to say I'm the god of when it's your turn in battle, you forget for a second what you had planned to do. Yes. Oh, my God. All the time. I would be the deity over forgotten bonuses. <laughs> I forgot for the long. Okay. So for the longest time, my winter ability gave me extra buffs on shit that I didn't even know. Uh, oh, perception. Perception this whole time in really? a wintry terrain. I should have been getting. <laughs> uh, I've since just adjusted, but I went five levels oh until I clicked <laughs> on the. Oh no, I was looking at my printed character sheet and it was under perception. I was so pissed. I'm like, oh, I didn't know. The, I and what's worse about those ones is those only amplify with time as you get more and more stuff as you gain level and there's just more and more to track. And the human brain is not meant to track all the bonuses you get as you level up. Oh, yeah. My shield There's has no a plus way. one to range AC. So have to remember of it's this number of I'm getting attacked by a big old sword, but if an arrow's coming at me, it's one higher. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I would also say the god of forgetting the useful items that are in your bag. Yeah, that's, oh, that's a constant one. Or the god of paralyzing fear of using any of the useful things in your bag in case you need them later. (laughs) Video games. That's just called JRPG system. (laughs) Syndrome. Yeah. (laughs) I have 1,300 elixirs at the final battle. I shouldn't use them. I shouldn't use them. (laughs) I'm playing Final Fantasy X on the Switch. I'm getting towards the end. I have like 999 of everything. And I have a billion gil. Um, yeah, that's exactly. Oh it's like, I don't spend anything. My, no. my roommate's like, why don't you, one of the Aeons you have to purchase the, it's the. Oh, Yojimbo? Uh, yeah, so yeah. he's like, use it. I was like, no, use his gill. Oh, you have a billion. <laughs> I don't care. I know, right? <laughs> no, it's mine. I'm smog. <laughs> but I'm like right at the end anyway. I can go bankrupt and still not run out of items. <laughs> so, you me. know. Uh, I'm actually going to be the first to bring this up in Dragon Age Origins. Oh. Uh, oh. oh. oh bring it up, Dragon Age. Hang on, we have to commemorate have this moment. Bravo. There she is, Miss Dragon Age. 
<laughs> it's driving me crazy because I fill my bags up so fast and I don't know what to sell and what not to sell. So I've gone to the extreme other end and I just literally sell everything in my bag because nice. I just <gasps> I, not I, gifts. It's a except no, it's gifts. A, not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. Actually, that's fair. Yeah, because I mean that you can craft better. You can craft the good gear later, mm-hmm. and then and then you also just get the good gear later. You you'll know pretty you know pretty fast whether or not this is crap. I yeah. mean, uh, yeah, I I was just looking and just like, you know what? And I am playing a game based on only wrong choices. So, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Starting with your makeup. Just saying. <laughs> the wind rustles through some nearby brush. It is the only sound you hear after the deafening thud of Coco GX's body hitting the ground. An aura of disbelief falls around all of you as you have somehow slayed this huge beast. Abraxas, you stand stoic, but you feel the adrenaline draining out of you like an unattended spring. It also brings a loud ringing to your ears, and for a moment, all you can do is stare into its now lifeless eyes. You are startled to see the eyes change into that of a human's, deep green eyes. Your vision pulls back trying to adjust the change, and you notice Coco Giac is gone. Your friends are gone and it's replaced with a tall female figure, long flowing hair and leather armor moving forward. You start to move out of her way, but she passes through you as if you are a ghost in someone else's dream. The ringing in your ears begins to subside, but it is replaced with the sounds of crying and screaming. You turn to identify those sounds, and you see 50 people lined up, women, children, and men on their knees, each with a soldier standing behind them. Slowly, the distinguished woman pulls out a sheet of paper from her coat pocket. She looks stern, almost angry, as she peers over the crying individuals. She holds up the paper, but quickly turns away, just in time for you to see her wipe a tear running down her cheek. And then she turns back. As you know, Princess Cecilia was attacked by the Heralds of Summer's return on what was to be her coronation as the new Duchess of Orwood. Your duchess escaped the brutal attack, but lost her eye in the escape. By order of Acilia, third daughter of the reigning queen Morganon and duchess of Orwood, all citizens shall pay a penalty for her loss and for the Heralds of Summer's Return's act of terrorism. Every citizen is to have one eye removed so that you can share in the duchess's pain. The woman nods to the soldiers as each of them pulls out a knife. Let this remind you that anyone that wishes to harm the Duchess or Queen Morgana shall face a swift and just punishment. The woman turns quickly as the tormented screams begin, the tears visibly running down her face. Abraxas, you feel yourself following her as she runs to leave the gruesome scene. She is moving fast. Just when you think she can't possibly go faster, she she pushes herself again. Eventually, she collapses in a nearby forest, spread out in the snow, just breathing. The woman draws out a knife and holds it up to her chest, the tears openly flowing down her face like a river. She whispers, I can't do this anymore. I can't harm good people who did nothing wrong, but born under a cruel mistress. My, my, you seem to be in a lot of trouble, aren't you? With a start, the woman jumps up and points her knife at the direction of the voice. No need to be startled, my dear. It's obvious you are in a lot of pain. There is no pain that can't be solved with a little time, patience, and compassion. The woman drops her knife and begins to cry again. I'm not strong enough. I'm not strong enough to stand up to Morgana. I'm not strong enough to break this curse. I have to do so many horrible things in the name of Baba Yaga. The woman's voice slowly reduced to that of a whisper. Curse, you say? Ah, are you one of the cursed that serve her? The woman shakes her head, unable to speak. Well, if that's the case, the heralds may be able to help you with that. The woman feels a hand on her shoulder and she jumps at the physical contact. She turns to see an old, wrinkled halfling wearing a long, flowing skirt made of multicolored leaves and carrying a sturdy staff. The halfling gives her a warm smile and asks, What is your name, dear? The woman feels the warmth wipes the tears. Adriana. Adriana Hillrunner. Adriana looks at the halfling. That's that's a beautiful comb you have. Thanks. It's a family heirloom, the halfling replies. The halfling turns to Abraxas and winks. 
As you begin to process the wink directed at you, you feel the wetness on your face as the, re- as the rain begins to fall. It begins to wash away the image in front of you, and once again you see Coco Giac's eyes staring back at you. Whoa. Uh, damn. Okay. Damn. Family connections. No kidding. Wow. Right. We're Half- practically cousins. Right? Halfling with a comb. Wow, look at that. This is his second uh, ancestral vision now. Right? The first one was when he first made it to Irisin. And now his second one's over here all the way in Ioberia. Almost 40 episodes later. <laughs> yeah. <Dang. laughs> wow. That is so cool. Of So that's why Abraxas's family are like the only winter wolves that don't have to serve the witches? Yeah, or at least it might have been the start. You've said this, Abraxas. There are other winter wolves that, you know, hybrids that are not necessarily your family or at least not directly linked but little snapshots of the past yeah because at one point I, in his history yeah the one of the when i guess the clans broke away because he has mm-hmm. still plenty of relatives that i'm sure exist to this day that serve baba yaga but it was just sometime in his past that they started migrating uh, west to the uh the lands of the lenorum kings he's gonna file that to the back of his mind for the time being he did the same thing the last kind of the last vision it took him a while to talk about it. Uh, and they're always on the run, or there's always something going on where he's in alert mode. And then by the time everything calms down, he's like, oh, holy crap, that one thing happened. Big reveals. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. And apparently being a druid is something I've got in my history. Well, I don't know, uh, because my mom stole that comb, so maybe not. This is complicated. There's a lot going on. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of moving parts. Yeah, y'all, y'all got a lot going on. <laughs> There's a special level of complication it goes when you have a story that's spread over like 1,500 years. Let's just say there's a lot of documentation on the back end of, of, of this because of that. Eventually, you start to hear a few dozen hooves as you see a group of centaurs enter the scene. Uh, you see from behind the tavern another centaur appear holding a holy symbol of Abadar. And you are able to quickly put together that she is the one that probably was helping you out during the last battle. You're saving our ass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Specifically, uh, the ass of... Erdija. Erdija. Yeah. By the way, who's playing Erdija today? I can take a turn with her. Yeah, my kind of idea was it is that you guys would trade off each game, so that way you guys could, like, kind of imbue... It's kind of a yes and of a character, because now you have to take everything just did with that character and then apply your own personality to it, and it just kind mm-hmm. of evolves into this... All I did yeah. was kill her. <laughs> so, You're like, just charge! I'm just going to play her super shaky. Yeah. <laughs> did uh, we? Did you do a voice for her at all, Jess? No, she didn't speak. Okay. She was mute. That's what we found out. <laughs> <laughs> she lets her bow and arrows do the talking. Yeah, yeah, there you go. She's just a stone cold badass and she lets her <laughs> arrows do She's the like, talking. She's like, yeah, I died. What of? Yeah, I died. What of it? I died, but I'm still hot. Suck. Who hasn't died? Yeah. Uh, you see a group of centaurs enter the scene, and from behind the tavern, you see another centaur with the holy symbol of Abadar. You realize she's the one that was healing you during the battle. The centaurs pause probably a good 60 feet away from Kokojiak, all armed to the teeth. You realize what was probably happening is they were running to gear up, and then they came back. They had been preparing for this situation. Oh, and that's good to know. Preparing. It was run away to rally and then come back kind of situation. Mm-hmm. And uh, you guys okay. just decided to handle well, it on your own. I guess I'll let them get away with that excuse. Yeah, how were we supposed to know? <laughs> <laughs> well, they did say Coco Giac, run, not stay and fight. Uh, I don't, they don't speak know who centaur. Are. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who we are? Do you know? Uh, you hear all the, the centaurs kind of looking shocked uh, and mumbling to himself like, you know, what, what? You, you can't even hear it because it's so far away. But As you I imagine come some- as- descending from the sky wreathed in blackness. 
<laughs> I'm sure they love that. I'm sure they'll lay it. <laughs> yeah, they see it a, gi- a giant Ardesia. They see a giant Abraxas. And oh, they see giant. a little halfling. They see uh, a dead cat on the ground. <laughs> and... <laughs> A human face or a halfling yeah. face. With oh, Pippa's face. And, yeah. And then they see this. I forgot that Argentea died again. <laughs> Somehow it took me a week to to let that go. Anyway. What appears to be kind of the, the centaur at the lead approaches you and says, Well, I guess you don't need our help. As you can see, we took care of it for you. Yeah, uh, thank you as an order. This creature had been tormenting us for weeks, and we had just developed a, a defense ready to attack it the next time it showed, but uh, apparently that's not needed now. Uh, thank you. Buon is huffing and puffing in front of the Coco Jack because he has just used corrosive touch to drive his hands into the beast to slay it. And so his arm is like covered in, I want to say like sloughed off guts, meat, Ooh, right? Cause yeah. it's corrosive. So it's like all oogly, boogly, bubbly. And he hears this and his head just snaps forward uh, to, to look at the first centaur straight in the eyes. And he says, well, obviously this failed. You should rethink your plan. Yeah, you should rethink your plan. And he's just like huffing and puffing. Yeah, you also have been kicked in the chest. Yeah, and yeah. because you nearly died, and then I got <laughs> bitten up. <laughs> He's stealing glances at um, Andromeda to make sure she's okay. He's just breathing, and he, his his eyes are not really landing on one person. He's very distraught. I was gonna say she's absolutely furious. Again, they didn't know. I, we thought. I, I think all of us thought that they all just ran off. Like there was like, they weren't going to do anything and they were just going to run away. So yeah, all the like blackness around her just snaps away. It's like gone. And she points her finger up at the centaur and says, how were we supposed to know? You didn't say anything to us. We're new here. I nearly died. He nearly died. And she gestures back at Buon. And she's just like also huffing and puffing and like shaking because she's covered in in teeth marks. She did get munched and crunched a little bit. <laughs> she did. Oh God. Uh, and at that um, exact moment when she points to Buon, a blood be- vessel inside Kokojiak pops, and a whole bunch of blue blood just falls all over Buon. <laughs> he doesn't even register. He's just still staring back. He's just like <laughs> he. Like, that is the least of his worries right now, is blue blood on his already ruined vestments. Abraxas is going to, he's still in giant form, so he'll do a a controlled stomp to kind of settle everyone and start shrinking. Uh, We'll walk up to Buon. (laughs) He'll take a finger and do like a little wipe. And he's like, "That's, that's not bad. Um, or, uh, uh, good job there, Buon. I see you got the killing blow in. How, how is everyone doing? Hey, centaurs, uh, how are your folks? Good, good. Uh, Andromeda, how, how are you faring? He, he'll be actually become a little bit more tender. It's like, how, how are you doing? She saw you do that, that lick of the blood and her eyes shift over to Buon as well. And she reaches up slowly with a shaky hand and starts to lick at some of the blood as well and then leans down towards Coco Giac with a ravenous look on her face and just starts sucking the blood out of it. Buon grabs her shoulders and pulls you away. <laughs> this is not the time, little one. You'll see that I'm healing. I have to do it now. <laughs> to be clear, mechanics-wise, but that's what she'll tell you. I need to do this now. And you'll see that some of the wounds on her side are healing as she drinks the blood. Buon imposes himself in between Andromeda and the group so that and that has gathered so that it's harder to see what you are doing. <laughs> this good horrible health, thing uh, I'm doing. Good, healthy appetite. She's a growing girl. Hippa. You, you understand. Just, she's a growing girl. <laughs> just one of the stars growing on the... Girl. Oh, wait, they're really tall. Yeah. <laughs> Arm? Pippa, how are you doing? Are you injured? Are you okay? I'm fine. It's the three of you that I think were the most in harm's way. How are you? Are you healing up all right? He'll slowly turn back into man form and he's fucked up. He's got like that bruised eye purpleness, uh, 
scratches all over himself, blood. I can never keep this armor clean at all. I don't. I think white <laughs> is not a good color on me. Uh, I mean, uh, it's a great color on you. It's just not, you know, good for adventuring, I suppose. Do you need to, uh, she sort of casts her eyes toward where Andromeda is drinking the blood of the Kokajiak, and do you need to... Yeah, I could, I could use a... Have a snack? Yes, yes. Before we move on? Yes. Y- you do that. Um, I'll take care of our new friends and see what I might be able to get in exchange for, oh, I don't know us putting ourselves directly in harm's way and nearly dying or I'm pretty sure our new guy did die. <laughs> uh, Andromeda has that's... rocked back under her heels and she says, yes, she did die. I saw it. Well. <laughs> we all saw it. <laughs> all right. that, that sounds like a great idea. He drops his bag right there at your feet. He, he knows you're familiar with what he uses and what he doesn't and mm-hmm. he'll go um, He'll go to wolf form and, and start snacking uh, next Andromeda, he'll give her a little, a little push, like a playful push, not like, get out of my Bro way, nudge. bitch. A little, a little playful, like, <laughs> nudge and just start chomping. <laughs> I wish you would. Get out of the way, bitch. <laughs> oh my god, I, I want this bear. picture of, like, of Andromeda <laughs> sucking the blood out of the Coco Giac while Abraxas is next to her chewing on the flesh. Yeah, and she's Giac. now, she's now, like, sitting on her heels, just, like, swaying back and forth as, as she heals up a little bit, uh, with blue blood dribbling down her face. And she wipes it with the back of her hand and stands up and pats a Braxis. Pippa is staring at the two of them with sort of a, an expression of just sort of like fond bewilderment <laughs> of like, how did I end up in this situation where, you know, one of the one of the people eating the flesh of dead bear is one of the most precious people in the world to me. And the other one is is just someone who tugs at my heartstrings is someone who I need to take care of. <laughs> and look at the two of them just <laughs> consuming the body of the bear we just killed. The body and the body. Together baby. In, a, in a very f- familial dinner table kind of way. And it's just, what has my life become? <laughs> the family table is... <laughs> Tableau in front of us. Fresh corpses. Yeah. Pippa tugs on Buwan's pant legs. Buwan, if you're feeling up to it, uh, do you want to help me speak to our potential new friends over here while these two, uh, you know, do what they have to? Buwan looks down and um, he doesn't go down to your level and he keeps eye contact and he says, yes, I will help you. Thank you. She notices that she's like, huh, well, he seems cooler toward me than earlier today, but... I'm going to chalk that up to the fact that he got hurt. Is it the bear? Is he mad at something? Is it the bear? <laughs> is it, is it, is it mad at me? Is it because Kuneho died? Like, what's there's a lot of stuff. <laughs> so figuring that maybe some of this cold attitude comes to the fact that he's covered in bear blood. Uh, and she knows he's a fastidious person, <laughs> much like herself. Uh, she sort of waves a hand at him and uses prestigitation to make his robes clean again. You see Buon's face minutely relax. A little tension has gone out of his body. There, that's better, right? Yes, that is. Thank you. And his voice is visibly softer, but still hard. So she figures, we're cool. <laughs> it's fine. He's just stressed. <laughs> <laughs> when you both turn back to the the centaur chief that you have all been ignoring for about a minute, uh, yeah. he, you notice his face has gotten a little more ashen. Looking at this scene, uh, watching uh, Abraxas chow down and uh, Andromeda sucking the blood away, but uh, he he just shakes his head out of it and kind of moves forward. And he's like, "My name is Chief Makar Kuzima." Hello, Makar. Pleasure to make your acquaintance, Makar. Uh, well, how? Why don't we step over uh, to the side for a few minutes uh, while we? I don't know. Maybe talk about some compensation for saving your town? That would be a start. 
the same time, you hear a rallying cry from the centaurs. Coco, Giac is dead. Run! They're all party. All of a sudden, you hear like some celebratory drums come out, and you hear a little flute being played. Tonight we feast. These people cannot read a room. I'm not leaving anything left over for them. <laughs> they, they are so bad. At I thought Buon was bad at reading a room. These people suck. <laughs> <laughs> I could not express our thanks enough uh, and shock that you were able to vanquish him. Coco Giac has been invading our land for months, and we've been working to rally some extra centaurs from other tribes to help us battle this beast. Thank you so much. You have saved so many lives today. Well, all part of a day's work for us. I'm afraid we've uh, had plenty of encounters with creatures such as this, so you're quite welcome. Tonight, we will definitely prepare a big feast in your honor, and I am sure all the merchants in town will be more than happy to give you whatever you are needing in some way of supplies, if you need that. We will skin Kokojia so you can have his fur in triumph of your success, so all the land knows that you are the slayer of this giant beast. Buon just cuts you short. Makar, send me your best seamstresses. <laughs> And he is absolutely stone-faced. Just, I demand their presence. Oh my god. Someone's getting Oh, what an aristocrat. <laughs> you see, like, a frown briefly from Makar. Kind of like a good cop, bad cop situation. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually kind of love this as potentially being their, fe- their like, negotiating yeah. dynamic. <laughs> he waves over the young cleric centaur you saw earlier. This is Perkel Lavrentry. She stayed behind. I believe she might have helped you. She is also our finest seamstress. She did indeed stay behind. In fact, she was extremely useful. Thank you so much for actually sticking around to help out. Yes, thank you for being of use. Unlike others. And I'm sure Erdesia would like to say thank you as well. <laughs> thank you for being a friend. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> has uh, has Erdesia <laughs> spoken? <laughs> like who? Uh, I have. I am supposed to be playing. Uh, she was over talking to some centaur friends, oh. but she. Pippa has motioned her over. So Erdesia, who is still quite giant, just comes stomping over with her giant, you know draft horse hooves but like bigger she has a Clydesdale body in her normal size so this is just <laughs> double titan <Clydesdale>. horse <laughs> I would say that the enlarged person is probably starting to wear off so she's probably shrinking down as she's walking towards you cool image but Erdesia is a stone cold badass I've decided mm-hmm. this is the way that I am characterizing her from now on Dying ain't no thing. Ain't no thing. So she shrinks down. She's totally cool. This is a normal occurrence. It happens every day. <laughs> I she- feel like she should be wearing sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll get her sunglasses while we're here. Buon turns. I demand an oculist. <laughs> I, demand- I demand an <laughs> oculus. <laughs> this centaur needs shades. <laughs> Actually, I'm kind of imagining her as like that that episode of The Good Place where Tahani was a centaur. <laughs> oh my god! It's just kind of generally posing, and you really think that there should be some kind of long cigarette holder in one hand. Yes, thank you, Prakel, for keeping me on my feet. I admit, I did lose it a little bit there, but with my new, much worthier companions than my previous ones. (laughs) We were able to defeat the beast. It's almost like it was someone else's fault that I died. (laughs) (laughs) Someone isn't used to commanding all of this goodness in battle. (laughs) And so I was kind of off my game, as it were. (laughs) <laughs> but the next time we fight something, oh my god! I'll fucking take it down. <laughs> I'll fucking take it down. Oh, anyway, goodness. new friends. Let's get you stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Let's get you stuff. I love this like, yeah. like Tim Curry manner of speaking. Say, you so almost campy. have. Yeah, oh, like oh, yes. Yes. Oh, that's I've got us. new yes. friends. Oh. I am here to get you stuff. 
<laughs> it's like Mae West. Come on over and I'll kill you sometime. Oh. <laughs> My new friends are going to require new gear. <laughs> Bu- Buon turns to Prakel and he commands, we need five outfits. <laughs> She's one of us now. Five. <laughs> if we, you're giving her DJ yes, an outfit. I she love deserves it. one for that. She does because she's amazing. She was she just a little off her mouth. game. I want to touch her horse leg and heal her a little bit just to show our camaraderie. Be like, are you Ooh. all right, Erdija? <laughs> well, got- I think you're still over stacking, aren't you? No, I finished snacking. You have blue Kool Aid face. Yeah, I have blue Kool Aid face. Blue tongue, blue mouth. <laughs> Sweet thing. Chin, she like tucks her hand underneath Andromeda's chin. Oh, it was but a scratch. Oh, what but a you badass. died. <laughs> <laughs> All I need now is whatever liquor we can manage to find around here that isn't complete swill. Oh, we have so oh. much wine. <laughs> Excellent. That is all I need to make a full recovery. Adija, I admire your attitude. You see that death is but a handshake, and you've punched it, it in the face. <laughs> I am so glad to have kindred spirits among two-legged people. I never thought that I'd ever meet humanoids who really seem to get it, you know? And I must say... To all of you, your abilities are so incredibly badass and terrifying, (laughs) and I am very excited to see what else uh, you'll be able to do, especially you, young man. Was that a giant rabbit that you summoned? Buon stands a little taller, soaking up these compliments. Yes. I have never been so frightened of (laughs) rabbits before. It is not quite a rabbit. It is a steward of death. A psychopomp, mm. if you have heard of them. And I'm very proud of my friends and I. And he's using that term, I feel like for the first time, um, instead of saying like companions or party or whatever, he says my friends. Aww. Aww. I mean, Pippa definitely made a note of that. Pippa will remember this. Why do you think he's getting outfits? He wants a squad to be on fleek. What's a squad? <laughs> so as say. a side note for our audience, uh, <laughs> for the past week or so, uh, there has been a flurry of outfit designs for what they were going to do with Coco GX fur when they were done. Yeah, we'll post a few to our Insta stories. Just think sexy Russian model for everyone. Chief Makar, <laughs> he just stares at you all as you're having these conversations with each other. Almost like you're just, he's no longer involved in the conversation. Oh God, no. He's, he's like, uh, Are you still unnecessary? <laughs> I will send Seamstress your way. Prekel will make sure of it. And I invite you all to a feast. But for now, why don't you take our finest stables in the inn tonight to prepare and relax. And we will be sure that our... We will send our finest groomers your way. Sorry, pedantic horse person to the rescue. (laughs) (laughs) It's not groomers. It's just grooms. We will send our finest grooms your way to brush your manes and take care of your ooze. Uh, Pippa, who as a little girl, one of her favorite games to play was Pony with her sisters, is actually like her inner child is actually secretly loving this. That is most kind of you. Thank you. Abraxas shows up. Hey, did I hear somebody say feast? I couldn't possibly eat. Oh, he reaches over and Drummond has like a, maybe a little piece of entrail on her shoulder. He reaches out and just eats it. I couldn't possibly eat. Well, you know, yeah, feast. That sounds great. There's always room for a little dessert. It, it will take us a while to skin the beast and prepare him for a meal. It's already hollow. It's been hollowed out between a breakfast and Andromeda. God, no more blood. There's just bones and fur. <laughs> Hollowed out and sucked dry. <laughs> so you all are escorted to clean up. And oh, a little gosh. while later, oh, some uh, centaurs offer to be your guides around to help you do some shopping if you need. Then comes the night of the festival. And much like the previous festival, you guys, I think you guys are liking Iberia because it's been a lot of celebration of you, which did not happen at all. In <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I feel like we're finally being properly appreciated. 
There are bards singing songs about your your battle and your success, and wine is flowing everywhere. Good wine, not your wine, uh, but still high quality wine and booze. I think everyone's getting tipsy, including Andromeda. Abraxas isn't because of you. Remember, he let his guard down, and the camp was attacked, and they were attacked in this their sleep. So he's gonna not drink as much. Maybe just. A glass and graze, but he's of anybody's like any of any of the party is looking his way. He's on lookout mode, as if he was on watch. So you find yourself in a very similar situation to what you were the night before. There's a big bonfire in the middle, and there's some logs, and everybody's celebrating and dancing. And after a little while, uh, Andromeda, you see yourself sitting next to Erdesia. Uh, just sitting there staring at the campfire, kind of taking a break from all the festivities. I imagine that she's staring into a tankard of ale or whatever it is she's drinking and just a little bit lamenting the fact that she's not still huge so that she could have an <laughs> even huger tankard of ale. <laughs> Andromeda has been staring at her for a while and she's not drinking nearly as much wine as she tried to the last time they had a celebration but um (laughs) she has had a little so she's a little red in the face and she finally runs up to Erdija and she's like Erdija those Hmm? those uh rings in your face in your in your nose ah they look cool don't they yes they look really cool and yeah, every youth in my tribe once they become a blooded warrior gets their nose pierced uh, Andromeda has sparkly eyes and <laughs> <laughs> could I get one do you think let me ask you a question did you help take down a giant six-legged bear today Andromeda giggles <laughs> <laughs> did you awesome. then feast on its blood she opens her mouth and it's still a little blue in there <laughs> Well, then I would say that you are clearly a blooded warrior of your clan and thus should have some piercings. It's actually a little weird that you don't. (laughs) Oh, yay. Who can pierce me here? Can someone pierce me here? Can we do it now? Sure. (laughs) I don't see why not. Annika. Annika's pretty good at it. She is very precise with the needle. It it goes in really smooth. Yeah, we'll we'll go talk to her. Come with me. Yay. They go running off. (laughs) (laughs) what's buon doing buon stands away from everyone um he is not participating he is entirely absorbed with these new vestments that he is designing and planning out for the party oh my god Um, he's (laughs) buon is talking to perkel and he's adjusting her designs like no it needs to be more fur on the boots um no more open here uh we need to maneuver so make sure that the yes like this um he's being very particular because these are essentially gifts so he's using his knowledge to ensure that he's using his his knowledge architecture uh yeah (laughs) there hey architectural design is a huge trend in fashion mm-hmm. a lot of the times, especially when you're doing avant-garde. So he's trying to make sure That's that true. it is structurally, architecturally interesting, but also defensive in nature. And all the other armor and accoutrements that we have on is going to look fly. <laughs> and um, but yeah, so <laughs> whenever she fly and functional, when, when whenever she does something slightly off of his design, he'll kind of like slap her hand away and be like, no, like this. <laughs> Like it has to be perfect. We so we good. we deserve it. So no. So so there's no partying for him. He is in like focused nobility mode. Like no, everything must be of perfection. Wow. If there was ever a question okay. of this man owned servants, <laughs> just got answered now. Abbas is like yeah. If if any of you notice that, I don't think he's ever done that before. So. Uh, no. Well, I think the only person that might notice that is Pippa because Abraxas is too busy skating oh, outwardly. Yeah. Uh, and is off doing her thing. So what, is, Pippa, is Pippa noticing this? I think she might be more or less of an Abraxas frame of mind about this whole thing of, well, yeah, I mean, the last time, the last time we all got drunk and went to sleep, we got attacked in the middle of the night. So, but, uh, but she's also 
not actively staring out into the night. She would be sitting around the fire with some of the other centaur leaders. Where is Buwan and Prakel? Buwan's probably like in a lean-to where there's some tables laid out where, you know, people can do some pattern cutting and... Uh, okay, well, she's way too social to want to... <laughs> go sit in the hut so yeah but it might be it's open and it might be nearby the fire because in order to get the warmth from the the bonfire so you can still Mm -hmm. see him and probably hear him then yeah i think pippa's nursing a small flagon of ale just kind of enjoying sitting in the flow of conversation and continuing to see what she can squeeze out of these people (laughs) (laughs) Like if they've got any super cool magic items that they wouldn't have told us about ordinarily, Pippa's trying to be super charming so that maybe we get to find out about Roll it. Roll me a diplomacy check just so we can see how good you, how good you uh, wheel and deal here. We own the centaur village now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we might just because I rolled a nat 19. Woo. That's going to be 30. This village, when you leave, it's going to be called Pippa. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pippaville. Pippaville. Come on down yep, to Pippaville. That's about right. Buon is being there all ordery and demanding. Uh, Pippa's sitting there socializing with the centaur leadership. Uh, Braxis is scanning. And I imagine probably thinking about his little vision he had there. Yeah, he's coming in and out. He's going to be scouting in a wolf form. So as he's doing the circumference around the camp, he's ducking and weaving between places, scanning, sniffing the horizon. He'll come back in man form, pick up food, uh, nibble, do really short social. Hi, how's everybody doing? That looks fantastic. Yes, yes. Have you tried the the, the hindquarters there? Very good. Ah, ha, ha. <laughs> A pat on the shoulder and then just takes off. Uh, and then just kind of loop. That's kind of his uh, routine during the evening. And then Andromeda's getting off into some kind of mischief. (laughs) Just drinking and (laughs) getting stuff pierced, getting holes. (laughs) Oh, at one point he'll do the thing. I don't know if, okay, so so as an uncle, I, when I have the kids, I do a count. And at the most, I've done like a five, like one, two, three, four, five. There they are when we're in places when they were younger. Although I'm going to be honest, I do that when they're older now too. Uh, at one point of the night, he's going to just be walking by going, okay, Pippa is there. Okay. Uh, so maybe well, Buhan's over plans. He just puts his head in just to check he's there. He's like, hey, you guys doing good? All right. He doesn't even wait for the response and like leaves. Um, and we'll be tracking down Andromeda. <laughs> maybe he pops in mid-pierce. He's like, okay, there you are. And pops out without saying anything either. <laughs> <laughs> she just gives him a thumbs up. <laughs> He'll go nab something off of Pippa's plate. Can I make an amendment to that? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. I think when Abraxas pops into where Buon is, Buon will be like, oh, perfect timing. And he'll pull you in and he'll oh, okay. be like, Brakel, get his measurements. We need it for the vest. <laughs> and like, she'll just start doing it to you. And Buon will be overseeing it. Like, mm, yes, make sure to get that one. Yes. I've never measured a two-legged before. And she's kind of excited about it. Calm yourself. She ha- she's not particularly skilled <laughs> at... <laughs> Do you need four legs? He'll transform. Roop. <laughs> no, Abraxas, we need your human form. So, th- so the night carries on and eventually you all go to bed in the finest stalls in the land. You wake up in the morning and uh, as usual, Abraxas, you wake up to the lovely smell of bear bacon. Uh, <laughs> uh, you walk outside and you see these giant racks holding probably, I want to say, 20 by 20 sheets of meat oh that are being dried because they could just cut that big of sheets off of this bear because it's so Good big. God. Oh, he's drooling uh, so bad. <laughs> and they're drying. Uh, they're they're going to give you some dried meat in exchange because the that meat isn't ready for long-term use. Oh, my but God, they're our gonna jerky give you- bag. Our jerky bag is going to be so full. <laughs> oh, my God. You have a wine bag and a jerky bag. You're just set up for life. Uh, <laughs> He'll change into, nah, he'll leave his yoga, yoga clothes on. All right, time to eat, time to eat. Rise and shine, y'all. You all gather around the breakfast table and uh, Pippa, you notice something interesting going on with Andromeda. What's going on there, Andromeda? <laughs> 
Well, um, she is grinning ear to ear and very clearly wants people to notice that, A, she has a ring in the side of her nose. She didn't go for septum. She went for a regular nose piercing uh, on the left side, on the left nostril. And then she also has an earring that goes like a piercing in the lobe that goes up to the cartilage. And there's like a chain with some, you know, maybe some little adornments. Who knows? What were those bracelet things where you put the little charms charm on it Charm bracelets. So basically you have a charm <laughs> Sort earring. of. Sort of. I think, I feel like that's part, that's where, what it's going to become. You know, maybe I'll collect little tokens to add to oh. it as we go. <laughs> Erdesia gave you sort of your first like small charm. <laughs> oh, yeah. That can be hung from it. And it's, I'm thinking maybe it's like a tiny, a tiny bear. Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, there's a tiny bear <laughs> hanging off my Aww. chain earring. Yeah, because it's supposed to display, the, the the purpose of this earring, I'm just making, I'm just making up stuff about centaur culture no, now, it. but the purpose of this earring with the chain is to display charms of your most impressive yes. kills. Yeah. Nice. That's what's on the right side. On the left side, it's just like regular, there's just like a regular lobe piercing and then two cartilage piercings that are rings. So so she's all pierced up. In total, she has one, two, three, four, five, six holes. <laughs> Very suddenly. <laughs> How's Pippa reacted to this? Just kicking herself that she did not keep track of Andromeda last night. She was thinking, nah, how much trouble could she get into? Does she say anything? No. If, if she doesn't say right anything, Buon will say something. Right now, Pippa Pippa is just going to like she's not Andromeda's mother. She it's really not her place to say anything. The only thing that she feels like saying right now would be extremely harsh. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do? <laughs> so she's just going to just sort of like look at Andromeda and be like, "Those are new, aren't they? Pretty little one. My grandmother would hate all that." Magnificent, and he just <laughs> and he yes. gestures to his three piercings, each on yes. along the sides of his cheeks, the one underneath his lip, and the and and the bands all across his ears, and he's grinning, like probably the biggest grin you've ever seen. But he's like, yeah, I've I've done it too. Been there, done that, bitch. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. She grins back, and she's like, you know, I really like yours too, but. I felt more comfortable with my ears and my nose. <laughs> we can work up to that. <laughs> oh, we can, can we? I like the little bear charm. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> She's so excited. That is actually kind of cute. The bear charm. Where'd you get those? Who, who, did, who did these two for you? <laughs> um, Erdija took me to someone. Erdija. <laughs> Oh, she said in her clan, they uh, it's to display your your finest kills, your most impressive kills, something like that. So she gave me the bear charm. <laughs> is is Erdija with us, by the way? Uh, I think Erdija's um, just walking up as uh, this is happening. Yeah, she's she's probably just starting to stroll up. Abraxas gently gives you a little shoulder nudge. Hey, we should get some dragon ones we got we'd have two two dragon charms ah oh i want to fight a Pippa dragon. actually does kind of like huh that's true she's not super into she probably has more in common with buon's grandmother than like anybody else here <laughs> elegant <laughs> in terms of just her general stuffiness about some things but uh, but she is also a prideful creature. I, th- I could see Pippa getting just a charm bracelet. Yeah, getting a bracelet or maybe just like, because her ears are pierced of just getting like an earring that has a, that has like a couple dragon charms dangling. <laughs> and, a <stove. laughs> and a stove. And a stove. That's, we should just count that as a third dragon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So Abraxas, when you say that, Pippa's eyes become a little more thoughtful that might be necessary for continuing to interact with the locals. I believe team unity is called for. We have been through a lot for the short amount of time we have been together. And I 
ensured that we feel like true companions. So I made sure that we are regaled in the finest of vestments to glorify our strength for all of those who need to know our power. We don't have to tell them. They will know it by the garbs we wear. And what do these garbs look like there, Buon? So for Abraxas and for Buon, because Angel and I decided this, um, it's going to be open white fur vests with no sleeves, obviously. And so that way it can go over (laughs) armor if needs be. Um, And then for the women in the party, they have Ushankas, which are the Russian hats, the ones that um, have the little flaps. And then when you put them up, they tie together into that cute little bob. Pippa already has a Ushanka. Okay. Well, she has a pure white one now. Um, And then also for the women, um, they'll have another vest as well, but um, not as like big and rugged cut as the men's. It's a little more tailored to fit their, uh, to kind of like accentuate their their curves and kind of hide things wherever they want it without sleeves so that they can have full range of movement. With some of the leftover fur, it's not so much like a kilt or a skirt, but it's kind of like a, a asymmetrical sash that you can place Ooh. over your waist area so it drapes a little bit to the side. So kind of like a shawl, but kind of like a kilt. And so like you can move it around and cover it and like, uh, but just to add some dramatic flair. And then he's made sure that we all have matching mucklucks, which are those... <laughs> like wintry boots with the hard soles and then like the fur on the outsides so that everyone who sees us just knows. They know that Shawty got them apple bottom jeans yeah, and the boots we, with the fur. With the boots mm-hmm. with the fur. We have done that. What have we done? That. And for character's that. sake, these all go over the existing exactly. magical yes. items that they wear. They do not replace the yes. magical stuff. Uh, my vest is going to fly with combined with Nazina's yeah. old robes. Oh, yep. Yeah, you you all are dressed to the nines now. To the tens. <laughs> you dress to the tens now. Just That's for right. the elevens Boo now. On. You know, honestly, Buon, I didn't think that on a, that any clothing made out of that beastly thing where it was actually going to be attractive but you actually really made this work thank you it is all in the tailoring and the architecture of this garments i feel like i do need sunglasses now with my piercings and the outfit i'm like i need a gun i need like a glock and some sunglasses <laughs> buon whips out five pairs of sunglasses and five glocks <laughs> <laughs> I also created these ocular vestments. <laughs> out of the fur of Coco Chiak. No, I used the nails. Out of the bones. Fur used it out of the bones. So as you all walk out to prepare on your next stage of your adventure, all of the centaurs have lined up to wish you goodbye because they are so thankful. And by the way, there is a ton of Coco Giac fur, including a big giant piece of fur that they gave you for more of your collection there, Abraxas. Ooh. We sleep in luxury. Rugs. Rugs for days. They also fill up your jerky uh, bag of mini ho- bag of holding full of jerky, not from Coco Giac, but other meats that they have jerkyfied because Coco Giac's going to take some time. We are so honored with this precious gift. He's like more. He's more honored <laughs> with all the jerky, than, all the magic items they might have shot for. Yeah, it's, like, it's just so beautiful. They should have sent a poet. All the gear that Pippa had ordered and. Uh, was able to organize with the chieftains uh, as they they pass it off to you and you're on your way out of here. The Fantastic <laughs> Worlds podcast is a fantastic world's production. We hope you enjoy the show. If you can't get enough, feel free to join the FWP community. You can join the conversation on Discord or Reddit. Follow us on Twitter or Instagram. And you can find links to all of those on our website, fantasticworldspod.com. Want even more of the FWP crew? Consider joining our Patreon by going to fantasticworlds.cash. I am Dustin, your game dad master. You can find me at Dustin Alexander on Instagram or Twitter. I'm Abby. I play Pippa and Erdija for this episode. Uh, and you can find me at Bonanza Famine. This is Angel. You can reach me at Espinoza916. This is Jess. You can find me at Hank the Clank. 
This is Logan. You can find me at mainman08. If you ever have any questions about how your role-playing characters should be dressed, please send them my <laughs> way, and I will have many in an opinion. Theme song was composed and played by Amy Hankinson. Thank you, Sirenscape, for use of your sound effects music. We greatly appreciate everyone who has been giving us reviews on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or Stitcher. If you enjoyed the show, do us a favor and help spread the word to friends and family you think may enjoy the show as well. Till next time, I hope you have many fantastic adventures. Clong. The Fantastic Worlds podcast is a Fantastic Worlds production and an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Pathfinder Adventure Path Reign of Winter is a trademark of Paizo, copyright 2013. All Paizo content in this podcast is used with permission. Butter. Something smooth as butter. Smooth. I was trying to think of like <laughs> do, do centaurs. Do centaurs have butter? Centaur do they, butter. Do they practice agriculture? <laughs> Centaur butter. butter. Oh shit! Yes. No. They probably. I wonder if no. That would be weird. Yeah. That, right? would... <laughs> that would be weird. I was just trying to think about it. Of like, if humans did that, that would be weird. So therefore, if centaurs did that with their, that would be weird. They anyway. actually use human, human, uh, human Ew. butter. Ew. Wow. No. Okay. Well, this oh, is going wow. to some places. Wow. This is going to go anyway. <clears throat>